Hello, and welcome to MASHCAST number 103. I'm Nick's on Nick overtaken everything. I have, I, I have dominated. I am, uh, I am your host. I am a staff writer, and I, I am uh, the, the best that is, the best that was, and the best there ever will be. Forms the head of Voltron at the moment. Something like that. Something but, uh, like that. Why did I come back? Why did I come back? Why did I come back? I could have said no, but no, I just had to come back. You can take your headset off at any time. You want this. Admit it. Oh, okay. Sure. Hi, I'm back. I'm not dead, everybody. Yeah, as, as, as you can hear, we've got uh, Joel Couture with us and uh, and also Mikey Kenny. So uh, you guys have already kind of said hi. So, did, we, did we say hi? Yeah, I think you did. Oh, okay. More or less. You started, right. you started speaking at a turn. So, well, you know, I don't. Well, I don't listen to you very well, Nick. So it doesn't. No one, no one listens to me. I mean, they listen to me because you know I'm on the podcast, but they don't do what I say. So, but anyway, uh, welcome to Mashcast 103. Uh, Jarrett is uh, feeling a little under the weather, so he's not with us tonight. And uh, three days, he will rise again. <laughs> Seven days. Oh, that's different. Yes. That's scary. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be. it's Halloween almost. That is true. That is true. We're, we're we're just under a week from Halloween, and yeah. uh, there's a lot of good scary games. And I know you like to play scary games, Joel. So, what have you been playing? Uh, I'm playing more Knock Knock. That's pretty scary. It's pretty good, especially because uh, I wasn't paying real close attention, and then I found out I got lucky on my first playthrough. There's a around midpoint of the game. This like lightning bolt is just shown across the top of the screen and it wasn't there before, but it drains as you sort of play along, take hits from ghosts and all that good stuff. And I didn't realize when that thing drains completely, if you, if it drains before you beat the game, you lose permanently. You have to restart. Oh shit. Yeah. It's like, Oh, that was delightful. I found that out on a second playthrough cause I was kind of bumming around trying to figure out how the ghosts work. So that's an added level of scary force. You can fuck up permanently. So, uh, if you haven't tried Knock Knock and you're into horror at all, really, it is really worth looking into. And uh, Mike, Mikey, you're into fighting games, right? Mm-hmm. God, I wish you weren't on tonight, because now I have to admit I play Girl Fight while you're here. Ah! <laughs> you <laughs> okay. played what? Girl Fight. Girl I, Fight. I was trying to download the trial, and I hit the download with money option. So then I Oh, God. Playing it, man. It is pretty much what you imagine. It's it's everything I was afraid DOA would be when I first picked it up years ago. Is it anything like Rumble Roses? Uh, I never played Rumble Roses. That's good. Very. That's good. <laughs> that's really good. You didn't. That's a good sign. But uh, it is it is pretty lame. None of the fighters seem to have any moves that I can control. Or like, no, they don't. They all seem to play exactly the same. Like mm-hmm. their move sets aren't any different. So it's just uh, girls beating each other up. Yeah, really bad PS2-looking girls. You can change their <laughs> color of their costume a little bit if you feel like it. Mm. And arcade mode, uh, you have to unlock every character. It gives you one to start, which is great. That's great in a, in a fighting game. That's what I want. Well, I mean, have have two locked. Just lock two of them. That way you actually have to play arcade mode to unlock the two, and then you're done. That's, that should be it. No, you can you you can play as the military girl with her shit all hanging out everywhere, and and, and then if you are willing to do that, you can you can keep on playing and unlock more. Oh my Don't god! Don't worry, they'll they'll 
unlock a picture for you with their titties hanging out if you beat the rat the match. Good job. Here's a prize. Right, so this game doesn't appeal to me at all. <laughs> in any way, shape, or fashion. The only way they've tried to make it interesting is uh, you can equip them with power moves that let you like do extra damage or take less damage or stun lock the other person for like three yeah. seconds. But that yeah, you can equip them on whatever character you want. So again, none of the characters are different. It's just you use your moves, stare at some titties. That's the game. That, that's it. All right. So I think I'm going to pass on that and just wait for my import copy of Blaze Blue Chrono Phantasma. I think I'm just gonna wait on that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that is a safe bet. Yeah. I think your ten dollars are better spent, you know, being thrown in the garbage. <laughs> I think I'll go use it on dive kick. I think I'll just go buy dive kick with that. Yeah, $10. go buy dive kick. Nick, nice. Nick really like dive kick. I did like dive kick. I want to get dive kick so I can like it too because it seems like it's at about my well, speed. It's, it's pretty freaking easy. You just jump in the air and you dive kick. But I mean, it, I don't know how many. <laughs> Well, it, it's easy, but it has it has an yes, amazing amount of complexity for its, its easiness. and different characters have different speeds and things like that. So yes, yeah, but, I'm not just saying jump in no. the air, just dive kick, and you win. There is, but fundamentally, some, that's what you do, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, but there are ways to do it differently. Exactly, exactly. Perfect. Uh, the other thing I've been playing, uh, my review probably went live. You will be getting it yesterday. Is uh, Montague's Mount, and uh, when I said a little a couple weeks ago that uh, it showed promise, uh, I want to apologize to anyone who took that advice and bought the game. I'm really sorry if I in any way made you pay money for that game. It, it is goddamn terrible. Oh. It, it is the worst oh. exploration point and click game I, I've ever played. Like a. Uh, you play as this fisherman who's gotten lost on this deserted Irish island. It's haunted by the spirit of this evil little kid. And in the preview copy, they only showed him kind of like at a distance in really hazy ways. And this, you get a really good look at an ugly PS2 looking model of a kid in a blue jacket. And it kind of moves him up towards you, but it doesn't make him move. It just moves his sprite towards you in like little bursts. So eventually you got this like mopey looking kids staring you in the face and I'm like god I want to shut this off right now this is whatever the opposite of scary is but the rest of the game is spent uh, pawing around a beach looking for shit lying around that you can actually use um, all the puzzles are just weird random items that are lying around and unlike most games like that would highlight them in some way like even Silent Hill back in the day would mm-hmm. make them glimmer a little bit so you can mm-hmm. tell what they were this thing, you have to be pointing your reticule right at them to know what it is. And half this stuff looks like just shit that's lying on the beach. And because it's a beach that's deserted, there's shit everywhere. So unless you're willing to like walk, bend completely over, and stare at the ground and look at every single piece of garbage, you're going to miss some stuff. You're going to miss damn near everything you need for the puzzles. So screw you guys for making a puzzle game where you hide a brown piece of like tile on a brown beach. And double <laughs> screw you. For making me turn a crank because I needed a round pole. I already had a round pole in my goddamn inventory, but I had to go find an oar on the beach because that was the round pole that that hole needed. Terrible. Joel, I'm proud of you. So what you're telling me is you're really upset. It's coming across that way, I think. You're proud of me? I'm proud of you because you held off on saying screw you to someone until well into your uh, what have you been playing rant instead of opening with that. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just... Man, that's, that's improvement, man. <laughs> Progress. 
working on it. And you, I guess you can learn games. Anchor, not terrible. How's that anchor management class going for you? Lousy. They're all, all right. winter there. All they do is complain. I can't stand them. <laughs> also, you walk really slow in Montague's Mountain. That's annoying, too, because not only can you not find shit... Well, you yeah, because it adds it. game time. <laughs> um, yeah, like when they took my walking stick away at the start of the game, so... Not only was I moving slow, this camera was just wobbling like really badly back and forth, making me want to puke. Fantastic game. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I have Pokemon to calm my jangled nerves. Even though I haven't gotten really all that far in it. Anybody else here? Pokemon? Yes? Yeah, I'm on the Elite Four. I need to train up, though. I've got like 12 Pokemon at like level 50, 60 area. Nice. I, I, I just left the woods at the start of the game. <laughs> I got I got a weasel again. I'm not going to use them, but but I can't. You, you you never mind. Just never mind. I was going to say you got some uh you got some shit to do, bud. <laughs> yeah, I do. You know, there's this thing called gym leaders that uh you might want to <laughs> look not into. I'm with them. I've just been playing around the woods. Oh. Getting you you getting you getting you you liking bug catcher right. Billy? Are you, have you been hanging out with bug catcher Billy any? Fucking hate bug catchers. I'm <laughs> hanging out with bug catchers. Oh my god, the safari. But you like are this. a bug catcher. You have a weedle. <laughs> but I'm gonna put him in a PC box and never look at him again because I'm a completionist. But this, have you done the safari stuff yet? Where you visit a friend codes friends DS through the friend code? Gone to their no, safari. No, I have I ha- I haven't yet. I need to. Yeah, well, I've discovered that I'm apparently bug type, you... and that stresses me. Hmm. That hurts my feelings. I hate bug type. Have it be known, I hate bug yours type. Is, your, yours is a bug type safari? Yes, if you come visit me, it just has, like, old <laughs> shit like that. That drives me. That you know drives what? me so much. My fr- you know what my friends told me mine was? What? Dark type. <laughs> Fuck off! That's awesome. I have the dark type Pokemon. I have the, I have the dark type Pokemon. I was like, oh, that's fitting. <laughs> that's sweet. That's way cool. Bug type. Now I look like every bug catcher out in town. It's like shorts are comfy. God, I want to jump. Good job, up. dude. You're a <laughs> living the dream. God, I wish I had more time. Living the dream. It. I did play one good horror game though. Um, the Last Door, really, uh, the, guy, the guys in the Game Kitchen created this series called The Last Door. They give most of the episodes away for free a couple months after they get funded. The first two episodes are free. So go look up The Last Door if you like kind of weird uh, 8-bit pixely horror. But anyway, they released The Four Witnesses, and it's it's pretty good. It's good in the way the rest of theirs have been, where they kind of use a lot of darkness and neat sound effects to make things really creepy, like... You have a very limited view with your lantern. You can hear some asshole laughing in the dark somewhere. And all I know is I don't want to figure out what's laughing. And at other points where you're forced to talk to certain characters because you need items from them. But you know they're going to do something creepy and weird. Like disappear or rip their own head off or something. And while it's all pixely, so that kind of limits it. It also gives it this weird kind of vagueness to it where you can't really tell what's going on. So everything looks really messed up. The really good... It just requires a donation if you want to play the third chapter now. Uh, I, I think it's pretty much it. You can donate whatever, and they'll let you play it. And uh, if you won't even want to try it, see if it's good. The first two chapters are free. Go get them. And they also don't do a lot of bullshit point-and-click stuff like Montague's Mount, so they're automatically <laughs> game of the year comparatively. Fucking Montague's <laughs> Mount. Jesus Christ. What have you been playing, Nick? 
Huh? <laughs> uh, no, sa- sadly, all I've been playing is, is Warcraft and Hearthstone. So I really don't oh have... Oh, my God. Uh, I don't <laughs> That's really don't all have you've been playing? Well, uh, I mean, I've, I've been busy with some other real-life stuff going on. You this are. Week, but... You are no, I, all I, about I, that Warcraft. I, I log in. I do my dailies, and uh, you know, I got my my handful of dailies uh, that I got to do in uh, in Warcraft, and then I I, just, I get in the Hearthstone and I get my daily quest there. And right now it's weird because you sign in, and it seems that whatever time I sign in, I have to play two or three matches before I get my daily quest to show up. And then, then I you know, and then it's it's something like you know, like win with a warlock or shaman five times or. Uh, I had one. What was it? it was uh, it was summon forty minions that cost two or less mana. So I made a I made a deck that was all just minions that were two or less mana, and I actually won about fifty percent of the time with that. So because you just troll the you just summon lots of little creatures. Exactly, exactly. And, and then if always, they don't and if they don't have like a doomsayer, then you're they're screwed pretty much. Exactly. If they yeah if they couldn't sort of defend against them, I just overwhelm them with you know ankle biters well, so that's magic the gathering weenie deck all over again i remember those days so, yeah I mean, only only i don't well there might be like a wrath of god in hearthstone i haven't seen one played yet there are well there i mean there are some of the legendaries that that uh later on i'm not quite again since i'm not spending money my deck isn't quite as powerful as uh some other people so i'm not well why don't you just the, play arena where you just like doesn't isn't that like uh you they just give you cards and you pick what you want in a well, deck? Yeah, well yeah, well that's the that thing. Arena is arena costs 150 gold or a dollar ninety nine. Really? And yes. And so then you get in there and then you get to build your deck thirty cards and they they give you three cards, you know, for each of your thirty slots. And then right. you pick which of those three cards you want until you build your deck. So it's Arena is a bit of a gamble because one, they you don't even get to pick your class. They give you well, right. well, you get to pick your class, but they give you one of three classes to choose from. And then, so assuming that you know you're good with any of those classes, you'll pick the one that you're best at, or the one that's most overpowered, and then you know go about constructing your deck from there based off the choices that they give you. Right. Uh, I did I manage. Mean, I did manage like to a, build. Hmm? It's like uh, if you go to a, like a pre-release, it's like a draft. Yes. Yes. And so I did manage to build one good warrior deck, and I got a few wins off that. Usually my problem with Arena, I get in there, though, and I immediately want to lose just so I can get my pack. That's terrible. That is terrible. I know. They have this overriding sense of, of failure in there. But uh, no, I did ha- I did have one fun match where I was up against uh, a mage. And I, th- I think I was uh, – I forget. It, d- it doesn't matter what class I was. I was up against a mage. And she had two. She had two tanks out, and then behind them she had uh, the uh, the auctioneers. That every time you play a card, uh, every time you play a spell, it, it, you you draw a card. So every time she play a spell, she'd get two cards. Well, she because she had the tanks out, and I couldn't I didn't couldn't get my minions out to whittle down the tanks. She kept playing all these cards. Eventually, she drew all her cards. Now, once you draw all your cards, you start taking damage each time that you're supposed to draw a card. So what happened was. She had the, you know, she had the two auctioneers. She'd play a card, and then she'd take first. She'd take damage, but every time you draw a card and you take damage, it increases. So the first time she drew one card, it was one damage. Then the next time it was two damage. So what happened is she had a uh, questing adventurer out, which every time you play a card that gets plus one damage. So I had twelve health left. The questing adventurer had a le- could do eleven damage. So she just needed one more 
she just need to play one card to get it up to 12 damage and attack me and win. So she played the one card, but she took uh, five and then six damage from the fact that she didn't have any cards in her deck left, and she oh. only had 11 health. So she died playing that card, and I won because I outlasted by attrition. Uh, nice. So I mean, decking people is a valid way of winning. Not, not in this case. This was just complete. This was just complete luck. I mean, she, I was dead the whole time, and I had like no, I had no offense and no defense. I just got lucky. But uh, whatever. If they more on themselves and do a loss, that's you can't argue with that. Yeah, that's can't argue with that. I mean, if someone fuck freaking decks themselves by accident, that's on them, not you. Yeah, like pay attention. Yeah, pay attention. RTFC. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, yeah, so that that's what I've been playing. Um, but Mike, you haven't been on in a while. So what have you been playing for the last several months? <laughs> oh boy, here's the entire lit. No, um, I'm not gonna do that. That would take so fucking long. Uh, I've played a lot of League of Legends, and when I say a lot, I mean like probably as much as you've been playing Warcraft. Uh, <laughs> uh. Season three is about to end, so I can't wait to get my season three rewards. Uh, season four is going to start up, and they've already been announcing some of the changes that are happening with uh, League of Legends. Like they're talking about adding a fifth jungle camp to the jungle. They're going to rework where the bushes are, which is really important for vision, because when you're in bushes, you can't be seen by enemies unless they walk in that bush. Um. They're talking about limiting the amount of wards you can place on the map. They're also changing how uh, wards that can see invisible wards are done. Uh, there's just a lot of changes heading for Season 4 of League of Legends coming up. And I'm kind of excited for it, but at the same time I'm like, God dang it, I just learned how to play this way. Now i got to learn to play a whole other way. <laughs> but I guess that means it keeps the game interesting. I played. I've been playing some Tales of Zillia under the second story. So I finished the game with the one hero. Now I kind of started the second hero. So I started playing that a little bit. Um, I've been playing Beyond Two Souls. I haven't finished it. Apparently, I'm really close to finishing it. I just need to buckle down and finish it. Uh, what else have I been playing? Pokemans. I'm on Poke- I've been playing Pokemans. Um, Way better than me. Yeah, I'm at the Elite Four already, but I need I've been I've been really bad. I keep switching out my party constantly. So I've only got like I've got like twelve, maybe sixteen Pokemon that I use, but they're all around level fifty, sixty area. Um so I can't beat the Elite Four because I'm not in the high sixties with a lot of them. And that's where I need to be. Uh let's see what else. Really? I think, like, that's... I've been watching a lot of Twitch streams, too, and anime. But other than that, that's it. That's been what I've been doing. And working. But that's it. Yeah. Done. (laughs) All right. Cool. So, uh, with that done, let's go into our topics here. So, the first topic that we have... Is uh, is uh, from Forbes.com here uh, that uh, I guess uh, from Infinity Ward. Mark Rubin uh, was doing an interview, and actually the interview itself was done with OXN. Um, but the interview is getting attention because of a quote that Rubin had 
Uh, and the quote is, it's kind of a weird, ironic thing to say. They aren't hardcore gamers or even gamers, but they play Call of Duty every night. And those guys are going to continue to play regardless of platform. So I think not only will we continue to engage with that existing player base, but we'll take the next, we'll take next gen and see how far we can go with it. And so if you were paying attention there, basically what he did is he called the Call of Duty player base. He said they're not hardcore. Yet he described gamers that play Call of Duty every night. Basically saying you're not a hardcore gamer if you don't play something other than Call of Duty. Yeah, which turned into – yeah, and they say it's like basically it was able to give a lot of people clickbait. Which it was. It, it Well, it, I guess – I mean p- p- putting it aside, I mean the thing is if you're the kind of player that plays, you know, that plays Call of Duty every night, that presumably you know, reads articles that you come across about Call of Duty or even you know, may have – you know, some Twitter feeds that may pick that up for you. Um, you're probably you're probably going to consider yourself to be hardcore. And I guess the, in that case, the debate isn't that you're hardcore, but it's what are you hardcore about? Because you're definitely hardcore Call of Duty. But does being hardcore Call of Duty make you hardcore gamer? Mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> it's, I honestly am just like you're you're hardcore about Call of Duty. Yeah, it seems GGs. like it's it's a small division. It seems odd to call yourself a hardcore gamer when you play a single game. It seems more likely that you're you're just hardcore about that one thing. Like a hardcore Call yeah. of Duty player, easier to call yourself that. Or, but it's still you know, kind of can, a. I mean, you can still call yourself like a a hardcore Call of Duty gamer, but like you're not like a universal I play every fucking thing gamer. Like. The term gamer, I think, just gets thrown around, and it's just whatever. And people take too of offense to shit when someone's called a gamer when they think they shouldn't be. It's we. I think we've had this debate umpteenth jillion amount of times of what defines a gamer. And honestly, it, people just need to like put their big boy pants on, get the fuck over it, and let people call themselves whatever they want. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think the the naming is all that important or interesting. I think just yeah, just go play your damn games. If you just want to play, don't on your give phone, a damn. Yeah, like you, you like phone games, great, good, that's fine. If somebody wants Leave to say you're not a gamer, argue with them all you like, or don't because it's pointless. At the end, does by really, the end of it, you're still playing your same games. Like, does it really matter to you what someone says over a over a freaking screen about who you are? that you're never going to see me or ever talk to again. Like, does it really matter to you that much? Cause if it does, you might want to reevaluate how you, f- how you let people influence you. You're, you're entirely correct on that, but wasn't it call of duty where they tweaked, uh, one of the settings for one of the pistols and that prompted death threats aimed at the developers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get that all the time. Rather. There's there's dude there, we get death threats over freaking, uh, girlfriend mode in Borderlands. I mean, get, big high-end game titles get death threats over changing anything or calling something something or existing. They get death threats. You know, yeah. I mean, it's that shouldn't ever happen. I'm not saying like that's a norm that should be because no, no one should be ever getting a death threat. That sh- that is just wrong. You should not ever threaten somebody's life, but. Unfortunately, it's become a common practice, which is really freaking bad. It needs to stop. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty pathetic when you feel like you have to threaten to kill someone for making an adjustment in the game, like a 
I don't send angry letters to, you know, Capcom because they released uh, Mega Man X over, you know. I, I haven't threatened to kill them. I'll just let their finances do that for me. Dude, just freaking Mighty Number no. 9, man. Screw it. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm watching that. He, he basically assembled the all-stars oh, I, of Mega I, Man from ever. I supported I threw money down on that thing. I'm not going to tell you how much money I threw down on it, but I threw money down on that. <laughs> not that he needed it. Good Lord. I didn't care. Really? I was throwing like, like, take my money. Over take three million? Money. Somewhere over three million. He he got it in one day. End discussion. Oh, That's God. all I have to say on that. Yeah, it's like I made Mega Man. I got all the people who were ever good at making Mega Man too. We're not gonna we're not gonna call it Mega Man, but you know what this is, so just start leaving money in the sack outside my apartment. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the lawsuit. There's gonna there's gotta be one coming. It's the only way Capcom can make money this year. God knows they can't make a game worth a fuck. <laughs> Re-release Resident Evil 4 for the umpteenth time, they might. Oh, damn it. I'd buy it, too, because I'm dumb as hell. <laughs> I'll have that on everything. God, I have it I have, I have. it on GameCube. I have it on PS2. Possibly two copies in case one breaks. See, you're the, the reason why we have... This is why we have Turbo HD remixes. Well, at least <laughs> I wish they Turbo HD remix Resident Evil 4. I'm buying the same fucking game. This isn't even, like, an improvement or something. Like... They don't even add a character. It's just like we're selling oh, yeah. it again. I'm like, just take it, just take it, just take it all. Just leave me for dead with so, Leon. If there's any, if there's any question about how much we give a damn about someone being called a non-gamer by a Call of Duty person, we went off on a tangent about Resident Evil Four. That's how much we give a damn about it. So it's really not that big of a deal to us. Well, fair enough then. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't call me not hardcore because I like my pixel games. I just, I just don't. I just don't. Well, care I think about we've all been made fun of long enough in most of our lives that we're pretty good at shrugging it off these days. Yeah, unfortunately, the seventeen-year-old fanboys that, or I'm sorry, the fifteen to sixteen-year-olds that shouldn't be playing Call of Duty anyway. Mm-hmm. Where your parents over this? Fucking parents raise their. Or call kids your right? parents. Yeah. Tell them you skip school. It'll take away your trust funds. I actually bad. had an interesting conversation about this with my friend at work. She said she refused to buy him Grand Theft Auto, and then I asked, "Well, does, did you let him buy Call of Duty?" And I was, and she was like, "Yeah, everyone plays that." And then I just looked at her and shook my head. <laughs> Not that it's that bad. I just don't want to hear his fucking voice over the internet. You you can argue the merits of that insofar as Grand Theft Auto does encourage crime, whereas Call of Duty is fundamentally no, about Call of Duty, soldiers. You just go, no, Call of Duty, you just get go online and you say, fuck, dipshit, motherfucker, I hate you. You're going to die. I'm going to kill you. Let me shoot you in the face. Let, oh, I'm teabagging you. Eat some nuts. I'm not defending or arguing the vulgarity of either of those titles, but I'm just saying that there, you, you could actually make a moral argument as far as saying, I will not let my kid play Grand Theft Auto, but I will let my kid play Call of Duty. Why? Because Grand Theft Auto is, is about people committing crimes, whereas Call of Duty is about people – you know, soldiers fighting wars. There's fun, so, fundamentally something noble about a soldier fighting a war, whereas life of crime is ignoble and you know wrong. I, I also find that kids understand violence better than weird sex stuff. And uh, that's America. Um, my boss at uh, <laughs> at work uh, was letting his uh, his 15 year old son play Grand Theft Auto until the point where they had to track down a guy and take footage of him having anal sex or something. And he's like, that's that's about my limit right there. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, kids play violent games with each other before they even really know anything about games or anything. I mean, we're they're naturally violent. They'll pick up sticks and hit each other. But it's when sex kind of enters things where it's a, it's a bit much for a prepubescent child. So mm-hmm. I could make that argument that it, that's where Grand Theft Auto kind of steps into s- more mature territory. I'm just going to say this. Both games are rated M for mature for a reason and leave it at that. Fair enough. Fair but, enough. But the one thing that Grand Theft Auto does have is an ending. Because not all games have endings. Yes. And- <laughs> and in Very, fact, the, so oh. you told me not to do this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. That's a great dare, transition. That was the thing ever. <laughs> that I was, was like, the... oh shit! No, you didn't, Nick. <laughs> All right, so that was goddamn smooth as hell. Okay, that's smooth, because it has an ending. <laughs> no, so there's a unlike, game. Unlike unlike dark matter, oh. uh, which. Which oh. which which was a game available on Steam and uh, good old games gog dot com. I was excited about it being greenlit. Mm-hmm. This old and Joel steered wrong again. Yeah, yeah. This is the curse. The curse of Joel Kator. God, I feel I, I'm afraid of all the other games. I said I was excited about being greenlit last week. Terrified for them. Yep, they're not gonna make it now. Good job, dude. <laughs> but no. Old no. Dark Matter apparently got released without any kind of ending whatsoever. Well, not really. It got it had a little screen of text once you enter a door that basically gives a little blurb saying the game is over. Thank you for no, playing. No, my, my understanding was that you you enter or well, I don't know what exactly happened, but my understanding was it said to be continued. It, it infers that it's going to be continued, but it, it doesn't come right out right and say it, which is another. It, I I looked at the screen. Uh, when this with for this first came out because there was a YouTube video of a guy playing it, and he he's talking about how he just beat this boss, how he's going to move on to the next area. He got this new weapon. He enters a door, and then the screen gives like a little blurb on like plot, like you fought these monsters and it was terrifying, and then it's all over. So it, okay, that's terrible that it gives you a weapon and then ends. It's like here, yeah. it, it like, uses awesomeness like, and yeah, like new weapon. Like it it seems just really just. That's when it cut. Like the guy was, he didn't flip out. He seemed very confused for a couple minutes while he was trying to play it. It's like, wait, that's it. He like rebooted it and everything. That's but, really sad. Well, I yeah. think that was the the big argument. It wasn't so much that the game didn't give you your money's worth or it didn't. I mean, you know, closure at the end of a game, you know, depending on the narrative, can be subjective. But I think in this case, it was more so that it wasn't clear what was going on. It, it, the end really led to a lot of confusion, kind of like, kind of like how when The Sopranos first ended and people weren't sure, like, was that the end or did my cable cut out? <laughs> like, it's it's you know, it's the same kind of thing. Like, did I just finish the game? Like, what happened here? And 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 now, what what fundamentally what happened is that the game was really intended to be chapter one, and there was a Kickstarter uh, that they ran to you know basically fund chapter two. They 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 basically told all the staff like, you know, we will be able to pay you to work on the next chapter provided this Kickstarter is successful. And unfortunately the Kickstarter was not successful and they had to lay everybody off. So right now the company, um, was, was, uh, who's the developer here? Uh, Interwave studios is, is pretty much it's in, uh, you know, sort of the, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty much just everybody that they need to keep the lights on and that's it. Mm-hmm. And there really is no, you know, there, there really is no company. Um, they, yeah did say that they're going to work on a patch to sort of at least fix up the end of the first game since there won't be a follow-up. Um, but that's going to be outsourced. They have, uh, 
they have a, a third party developer that's handling that. Because again, everybody that was internal is gone. Jeez, <laughs> what a mess. So, yes, yeah, so, so it's really, you know, it, it's really kind of a shame that, that they, you know, I mean, the, the plan, you know, of, of let's get this kind of out there is, there, you know, fundamentally it's a demo. So let's get this out there and, and we'll produce this game in, you know, an episodic content type of format. And there just was no, I don't want to say there was no market for that because clearly there was interest, but there wasn't, I guess, enough market to justify their costs and that did them in. And really the sad thing is that, I mean, I, we've seen PC games, you know, it's, it's basically been established that PC games need to be on Steam to really get any traction. Uh, I mean, you can kind of, you know, that's that's why Greenlight is so critical for developers. Um, you know, you can try to, you know, run off your site and, and use other services like like GOG.com, but even even they've kicked Dark Matter off. But, I mean, fundamentally, what was it? There was the, uh, who was the developers that did, uh, it was the guys that did uh, Race to the Sun, where they had the whole, uh, like, here's a list of games that are all, not on Greenlight, not on Steam, but they're all great. Yeah, the not on Steam sale a few weeks yes, ago. The not on Steam sale, yes. And so, it, I mean, you know, it, it can be, it, it's difficult for a game that isn't on there because Steam is such a, you know, such a prevalent marketplace for, for games and especially for indie games that, you know, to, to lose that, especially for a game that's struggling and a game that has promise. I, I think if, if, if this was a terrible game, nobody would make it to the end to be upset that mm-hmm. you know there, there, it was it said to be continued how pissed would you be joel if you got to the end of montague's mount and it said to be continued <laughs> it's supposed to be continued there's oh. supposed to be a couple more of them well then okay. i'm not taking the review code i'm not doing it they won't send it <laughs> not after what i put up but you wouldn't scare them away there, there wouldn't be an article on GameSpot complaining about that then i guess if, if you found out there was if you so if you found out there was not going to be another one though no, there there would no there would be no article. So, I, 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 so it's to I guess what it's Interwave Studios and Iceberg Entertainment. It's to their yeah. credit that the game drew this kind of ire because it means that they at least struck a nerve to that degree. But it's yeah, just but, it's just sad and unfortunate that they they weren't able to get funded. Yeah, it's it's a real shame at this point, and and I did kind of almost feel bad for them, but they they literally kind of just threw this out there and hope no one would notice. And I mean, I know video games have had terrible endings. I mean, most of us have been playing since the NES days and Super Nintendo days. I mean, we've got had some awful shit pulled on us. Like, this story is happy end. Just like, oh, good, I beat, I beat Ghosts and Goblins twice in a row just for it to say that. Thanks, that's great. But uh, I don't know. This just sort of came as such a surprise, especially where like it just ends so abruptly. And the devs kept it quiet, sort of hoping no one would notice. So it's it's just a greasy move. Like, it's a shame because they put together something nice. And I think even if they just called it episodic or been clear about it to begin with, you know, people would have been like, oh, okay. And and things might have been okay. But uh, just throwing it out there and hoping that no one would pick up on it or that everyone would be fine with it, I don't know. It It was a greasy move. Bullshit. It's more like it. I'm just gonna well say put. I'm just gonna call bullshit on it and move on because I'm just I don't even want to deal with it. Like it's <laughs> it's like it is really greasy. It's very shady to not like you should have at least said it was episodic. 
Yeah, we plan on doing episodic. Oops, we didn't kickstart. We didn't finish. So sorry, guys. The game's not going to be finished, but you get a taste of what we were going to do. Or even like, if they put out the first episode and said, this is episodic. If we make enough money off this, we can do our episode two. I mean, uh, The Last Door, those guys I was talking about earlier, they tried to pull all their funding for people donating for the most recent episode so they can make the next episode. And that's how they go through it. So I don't know, just be clear about your intents and what you need. I mean, gamers are grouchy, but if you're more upfront with them, I think you have a better chance with them, especially when they like something. Makes sense. Is that a cricket? So, yeah, I think. Chirp, so, chirp. I thought I heard a chirp, chirp. So, chirp. So ga- ga- gamers weren't willing to pay for the uh, the Dark Matter Kickstarter. But a question is, would they be willing to pay for downloadable Pokemon? Uh, that would be the death God, of me. God dang it. I hope I not. Could, luckily, they're not, they're not considering it, thank God. Yes. Good old, good old Ken Sugimori, whose name I probably ruined there. I think you got it right, though. It's it seems pretty straightforward. I've definitely butchered worse na- names. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's talking that uh, it would take a lot of work to create something that was worth paying a dollar for a Pokemon, and it would kind of throw off the the feel of the universe, and it would dilute the game. And uh, I feel that a lot about a lot of DLC that comes out lately. It, oh, it, you mean like them cool. handing you a. You mean like them handing you a Torchic that's OP as hell in the very beginning if you just do a mystery gift? Mm-hmm. Did you get yours? Did you get your Torchic? No. Why didn't you get your Torchic? It's OP as hell. I don't know hell. anything about it. I just got out of the woods. I don't know shit. Oh, my God. When you turn the game on, go to mystery gift. Make sure you're online. Go to select gift via internet. You'll download it. It'll give you a Torchic that's OP as hell. And then when you get to the Pokemon Center, that's when they give it to you. So huh. if you have, if you have the torchic, can you catch more than just Weedles? Possibly, sure. yes. It's just all the <laughs> as long as you not as long as you don't be like Bug Catcher Billy and only catch <laughs> Bug Pokemon. I just catch one for the box, one for the collection. So when are you gonna level it up so you have a bee drill? So you know for the collection. <laughs> if so, I see a bee drill kicking around, I'll grab that. You know they don't let you know bee drill aren't wild, right? Then you know sometime around the Elite Four, I'll dig them out. And level it and catch another Weedle and replace him in the box. All right. You realize you only have seven boxes now, right? Oh, yeah, because you have to buy the Pokemon Bank. In a oh, DLC. <laughs> oh, my logic. It's defeated, but I was going to buy that anyway because I want to be able to put them all in there. And Wait, the Pokemon Bank is DLC? Out. Yes. It's five bucks per year to access wow. it. Subscription box Ooh, DLC. Yeah. But what's nice about it is you can bring all your old Pokemon from Pokemon Black, White, and Black and White 2, put it in that box, and you can share it over into X and Y. It's a, it's basically like an easy way to transfer your Pokemon over. Is which there is your- amazing because I've been dying for something like that for years. I'm <laughs> that guy who has two DSs trading with himself for like a month. So yeah. this is fantastic. Five bucks, so, yes. So it's yes. Not- five bucks a month. So just five bucks a month, not a yeah. chance. Five bucks a year, sure. It's not really DLC because it's it, not providing content. It's more of it's more of a service to bridge games. Wait, is it five bucks a month or five bucks a year? I thought it was five bucks a year. I hope oh, it's five f- bucks a year. Oh, five no. bucks a month. I'm not paying five bucks a goddamn month to store Pokemon. Five <laughs> bucks a year is a bit more tolerable because they have to catch me during Pokemon Fever, like when I really want to play it. Because I'll hit a point where I hate it and I don't even want to talk about it ever again. 
for a year or two. So they got to catch me during that phase. Hundred boxes, meaning three thousand Pokemon in total. Uh, let's uh, pay an annual fee. Okay, so it's yearly. Uh, yes. There's even supposed to be checks in place to keep out all those friggin' Japan December 25th for 500 yen, so it's about five bucks a year. So yeah, I can handle five bucks. So wait, so 500 yen is five bucks then, roughly? Roughly. Okay, so 100 yen would be like one buck. Yep. Why do you call it a buck? Why not just one dollar? Why do you call it one buck? It'd be a dollar dollar bill, y'all. That's that better. Hope. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. <laughs> I'll accept well, that over of one no, buck. Well, no, I'm just asking, you know, for the conversion rate there, because again, uh, uh, Sugimori keeps talking about, you know, selling Pokemon for a hundred yen. So basically, saying sell a Pokemon for a dollar. Yep. Yeah, but that I think that's actually kind of cheap for a Pokemon. That does sound cheap, actually, because then when he said that's, that's levels, that's abilities, that's balancing the game around that one Pokemon. That's evolutions, you know. That's I'm thinking well, like that's a that's a cheap ass Pokemon for a dollar. <laughs> well, the game costs what forty bucks. Yeah. So and there's what like two hundred yeah. Pokemon in there. Yeah. More like seven hundred, I think now. Seven hundred. Is, uh, Is it around that point now? Well, it's a lot. What happened? Know, when just... There was 151. Yeah, like in get, get the get on our level, man. This is like 2013. Yeah, there was there was 151 back in 98, I think. Jeez. Yeah, it's been a while, my friend. Like even inviting in, inventing new Pokemon and types. Shit though. So okay, so fundamentally, you're getting. You're, you're you're paying po- you're getting Pokemon for cents on the dollar then basically yeah that's yeah. true Pokemon that you're getting for the game so even so a dollar for a Pokemon dollar is expensive hmm. but I don't know yeah. I don't know I'm not, I I don't like the idea of them pulling Pokemon oh, I never like the idea of them pulling content from the game to save as DLC and yeah. I think that's what his worry seems to be focused on. That's what my worry is for Smash Brothers. I'm afraid they're going to pull that shit. Yeah, no, that selling me characters and fighting games and things like that. Oh my god, it gets me mad. We we have a game that does that already. I mean, fundamentally, that's their entire model. But League of Legends specializes in you know coming because they're made as they go. Exactly. That's made as they go, and the game, and it's free to play. So I'm not buying for the game. I'm buying the characters. No, but and I'm not arguing with the business model in this case. But my question is more, you know, doesn't it ever happen where they'll put out a character that is either OP or, or just you know that everybody, oh, you know, every everybody starts playing it. Every new character is OP, and then they had to go balance it. <laughs> so, so they balance it until the next character comes out and, and is OP. So how 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 the new character always works is either underpowered beyond belief or. It's overpowered beyond belief, and they have to either buff or nerf it because they have a PBE where they let people test shit out, but like you can only test so much out in a public beta. Yeah. So I guess that would be my concern: is that there would be Pokemon that they would be putting out more so would be overpowered, not so much the underpowered, underpowered Pokemon. Yeah, because um, <laughs> no one's no one's no one's grown out for Weedle or Benapod. Yeah, but I I. I <laughs> I'd hate to see it get to the point where it's like, oh, hey, 
you know, you want to beat the game or, or at the very least here, buy these Pokemon that we just put out and, you know, you can just face roll your way to the end of the game. Oh, I mean, that's what they did with the Torchic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they did, and that was free. <laughs> but the Torchic was, well, it was, it was part of the game though. I mean, it was, fun. I mean, the fact that you're telling Joel that he can go back and get it now, it's well, not yeah. like he's out and it, it, it's well, not. There's a, there's a window. It's a, you can get it till I think the beginning of January. It's like an open window for early adopters. But see, that's that's a little different, though. I guess insofar as that encourages, I guess people within a certain time frame to participate. Yeah, you can face roll the game if you buy it early. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to play Torchic for the whole fucking game? Well, I mean, it does have a mega evolution, and it it it's got a ridiculous ability, and its moves are really good, and it's a fire fighting type. I mean, that is pretty cool. But I, the thing is, I always end up picking a psychic Pokemon and rolling with it for the entire game until you get like level dark, ninety at it to a with dark it. type, and then it's like, oh, I'm gonna fuck your face with darkness. Oh yeah, like in Pearl, when I ended up coming across that evil bell-looking thing, Bronzong was it called? And that thing just steamrolled my entire party single-handedly. Like it was, it was pathetic. But uh, I have no strategy besides brute force, so <laughs> I need a better plan. That Which is why I need the Pokemon players. Bank so I can bring my old ass beaters over. <laughs> and we don't need a plan. Let's brute force the game. Yes. This will work. I know it will. Although, potentially speaking of brute force, there was a lot of people hitting the old PAX East uh, badges, weren't there? Yes, there were. Does that have to do with brute force? Well, because you had to brute... Well, there was just a large number of people just attacking the site, brute force style. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, I, got, I, got, I got where you were going with that. Digitized that was such pod. a stretch. That was a stretch transition. It wasn't a stretch compared to anything else. It was else a stretch. Done. You, you know got what? quiet. What do you want? <laughs> I want magic, rainbows, unicorns, and fucking cookies. That's I what I want. It. Would, 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 would fucking cookies be the dicker doodles that they do every year? Oh my Maybe. god, those are gross. I don't even want to talk about it. Well, fine. Instead wow. of talking about the dicker doodles, let's talk about the people that make them Penny Arcade. <laughs> yeah. Alright. That was good. I'll give yeah. you that one. <laughs> yeah, that was better. Good job, that man. Was, that was a good save. <laughs> yes. So, no, so, so PAX East went, the ticket, the three-day tickets went on sale for that. Was it, uh, was it earlier this week? Like Monday? Wednesday. It was Wednesday because I remember I was going to be stuck at work when they went live. Okay. So they went on sale Wednesday, and within 45 minutes, the three-day passes were sold out. Mm-hmm. Now, and that might – there might really not be a problem with that other than just a sign that attendance at PAX East is very much in demand, except for the fact that they never even got the chance to put the link up on their website before the tickets sold out. Because the announcement only went out to their Twitter feed, and yeah. so un- unless you were, you know, unless you were following their Twitter feed religiously to get that information, if you were just waiting for them to update their site to include the link, you missed out. And, and it's not like all fans were the ones who bought it either. Even people want to attend the convention because we're seeing passes going up on eBay for two fifty to a thousand bucks each. Yeah. So a lot of scalpers apparently were following the Twitter. Yeah. But that—that's every event that has demand like this. 
I know, I mean, but the, the only way to prevent scalpers from doing that, aside from having like a photo ID required for everybody to, to pick up their ticket in person, would be to make sure that the event isn't that popular enough that it, there's <laughs> always tickets available. Yeah, or just make the tickets non-transferable, or uh, but then that yeah, results. In the, then I wouldn't have my ticket because a buddy of mine bought tickets for me and all my friends. So, well, yeah, yeah but yeah, that's, that's well, that's the other problem though is that to a degree the tickets have to be transferable because media passes uh, registration for media passes hasn't opened up yet. So Which is really of, stupid. That's completely pointless. Because, I mean, I had to buy a pass when we realistically we should know. If, if we're coming or not, because now you'll get media who are stuck buying three-day passes. So you're, you're cutting out of a bunch of passes that could be going to people who want to go. Potentially but, a large amount. I don't know how many people buy three-day passes just to be safe, but I mean, I'm sure but, there's a bunch. Well, as, as a media outlet, I think we're being a little short-sighted insofar as we all should have gone out and bought passes. Because once we get our media passes and we know we don't need them, we can sell them for that sweet, sweet grand on eBay and, and make, our, make well more than our money back. Yeah, I got it gets me my merch money, so I guess yeah. that's what I'll do. <laughs> we can we, we can get a thousand dollars off eBay, and that'll fund our Pokemon bank for twenty years, yeah. two hundred years. I'm sorry, two hundred years. years. Good. I need my Weedle <laughs> safe for two the next two hundred <laughs> years of, for the rest of your life, and probably yeah. the lives of your grandkids as well. I want to yeah. crack your bank and delete all your Pokemon <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm um, gonna let them all go into the wild. You would make a heist movie about that, and <laughs> I'm played by Dan Aykroyd. I don't know why Dan Aykroyd. I don't know. He's the most actor I could think of who's kind of goofy looking. He, well, he, he's just old looking now. Yeah, he's, he's old. still funny. I'm sure. I don't think he'd play Pokemon and have a 200-year bank account. He's super into like space aliens and stuff. He's into weird stuff. It he, does, he doesn't trade Pokemon. He trades places. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> anyway, anyway, get, getting back to the topic at hand, it's I don't know. This is it, it, it's this is really sort of interesting because. I mean, Penny Arcade, you know, they do a lot of good stuff for the community. They have Child's Play. They, they've, they've introduced PAX, and not just PAX, but now PAX East and PAX OS. Um, so, I mean, they, you know, they're well-beloved in the community, and it's weird that they would mismanage this. Yeah, they um, still seem kind of clueless considering how long they've been able to do these things for. And like, these seem like fairly obvious mistakes. Like, why don't we tell everybody? At once, rather than just our Twitter followers. Well, if I mean, I remember when we we sat in on the uh, the press only Q and A with Mike and Jerry last year, and I, you know, at least from, from there, from from the questions they asked, it seems very much that they they're they're the, they're the talent, they're creative, and they handle you know that aspect of PA, and they're very much the public faces. But the actual machines that run and the inner workings, they don't handle any of that at all. They That's why they've assembled the greater PA industries. That's why Robert Koo does what Robert Koo does. They, you know, they, they, they run the machine. And, you know, Mike and Gabe, they just – or um, Mike and Jerry, they just put out the comic and, and put up posts every so often and play shit tons of games. Um, so, I mean, and that, that's, that's great for them, but it, 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 it's really – a question of sort of who dropped the ball in this case, and there hasn't been any sort of mea culpa from them Their that I've seen. Their social media team dropped the ball on this old 
tell you that right now. Well, yeah, I, I mean, and and we all fundamentally know that. But, I, but the, you know, but just you know, just looking on the site now, even there's no reference to the fact. Hey, the tickets just you know sold out like hotcakes, and we're sorry we didn't put these you know put the link up in the right time. Unless they were intentionally trying to reward their Twitter followers, but but even then it. it you know, there was no warning. Like, oh, by the way, the link's only going up on Twitter. Like, it, yeah. it seems like there should have been some sort of equality there. And it's, I mean, you know, and you know, it's easy to bash people in, you know, in hindsight for that kind of stuff. Um, and even then, you know, putting up a link forty-five minutes late—that's, you know, it's not the, uh, you know, healthcare.gov. <laughs> so, I mean, this by no oh. means is this, you know, kind of thing. But. It's, it's I, guess, I guess it's a little bit disappointing that because I'm sure that you know Gabe and Jerry or or uh, Mike and Jerry are two of the people who, if not for running Penny Arcade, they would be two of the people who would have been you know clicking like you know furiously to get those tickets and may very well have missed out on that if they weren't you know following the Twitter feed so closely. Yeah. I, I don't know. This just seems kind of characteristic of some clumsy management decisions. Like they're good at some things, but just like they don't seem to anticipate stuff like this, which is strange considering their popularity. But I mean, uh, were you there a couple of years ago when they had like the NES game gauntlet set up for the the Omegathon, the last wow. round, and it kept games kept basically restarting, like like NES games. I mean, they don't run really reliably. So when they were playing them, they'd start to like blink out, and they had to start the Omegathon all over again. Or just like, or last, even last year when they were trying to play, what was the game they played? The spaceship game where they they kept losing connection between the iPads. Oh yeah, okay. Um, I know which game you're you're talking about, and I can't think of which one it is. Yeah, but I I don't know. I just I find that they don't anticipate problems well. They they just sort of build the best case scenario. It's like okay, we'll just we want to do it like this. Let's reward our Twitter followers. This will work. It's like oh wait, this is a shitstorm. We should have thought about this. Well, part of the part of the uh, the the Omegathon, I get the feeling is that's very much a seat of their pants kind of, uh, you know, very much a seat of their pants kind of undertaking where yeah, they're, it, you know they're they're barely getting everything working just in time, and oftentimes it's not just in time. Yeah, uh, and, and 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 to a degree, I don't think you can fault them for their ambition being a little bit greater than their their technological ability. I can't, but the thing is, I throw I throw a party every year where I play shitty games, and and I anticipate problems with it better than they do. Like, and it's just me screwing around. Like, like if you played NESs for long enough, you know there's going to be an issue. Like, like do a little bit of research. Like, try this stuff out. Like, with a couple guys. Try it with like a bad signal somewhere. Just just test these things. Like think about it for a couple minutes. Try to think of some problems. Like Maybe think one- that there might be an issue. Just releasing your your link to download the the to buy the tickets on Twitter, or that there might be some backlash. Just just think for a couple minutes. Well, see, I have know. to think either somebody sent the tweet early by accident, or somebody set the tweet set the tweet, and then was like, okay, I'll go to lunch and I'll put the link up after lunch or something. Like I don't think I, I don't think this was any kind of technological oversight i think this was just somebody flat out was not thinking like hey we you know and, and i think to a degree i don't think they completely realize how successful they are because you know it's one of those things like you're, you're not thinking like oh yeah it'll sell out in 45 minutes like you know why would it you know i'm not sure how long it took to sell out last year but i don't i don't think that they're they're necessarily aware of that 
Yeah, I mean, it was a few days last year, I think, and like two years before that, I mean, I bought my three-day ticket, I think a month down the road. I dragged my feet seriously. So I don't know, maybe maybe you are right, where it's just sort of picking up steam in ways they're just not expecting. I mean, that's, I mean, you, you kind of saw, you kind of saw them get blindsided by the dick wolves, you know, like blowback yeah. or, or backlash. As far as you know, I mean, and 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 again, that was and that was a fundamentally a problem where, you know, there was a there was a negative reaction to it, and they didn't understand the negative reaction, and that just fostered more of a, a you know, a negative reaction, you know, a, a misunderstanding. And again, I think it, it's it's just one of those cases where they, you know, they like they needed like whoever was in charge of this needed to know like you send the Twitter link out, you put you, if anything you put the link up before you send the Twitter link out. I'd imagine the Twitter, you know, the Twitter. The tweet does not take that long to send. Not neither does really putting the link up, but it's. I mean, fundamentally, it, it really it just sucks to have been somebody who was watching the website waiting and did not did not get a, a ticket to PAX. Um, yeah. That said, I think uh, do they still have single day passes available? Saturday sold out. Saturday sold out that day Saturday too. So, so it's pretty rough if you don't have a ticket now. You're pretty much boned. Well, I mean, you can still go Friday and. Sunday, but yeah, it's not. The, it's not, yeah. it's not the same. Now, this is what are you going to do? Screw around your hotel all day? I don't know. But go visit well, the, the planetarium. There is plenty planetarium of stuff. Boston's there's, kind of cool, there, yeah, there is plenty of stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, go to, go to Dick's Last Resort. Have them call you shitheads at a restaurant. It's great. Nice. No, it's, there's uh, there are worse cities to be abandoned. I think in. I I think I won't. I think I won't go to Boston. I don't think I'll start a new life and. All that August Donna song said. I think I'll just avoid Boston now. Oh, that was a bad reference that nobody got. Yeah, <laughs> no one on this call. So. No, not here. So well done. Damn. <laughs> I'm sure there's some people at home. All right. Someone's like, "Oh, Mikey gets me." Well, yes, Mikey understands. So, you know, I like accept my big, letters. You know what? A big f you to you both. And speaking of big f yous. <laughs> Very nice. That was pretty good. He's he's out for months, and yet he still comes in. Judo slams his transition. Judo. No one's gonna set it up for me. I'll set it up myself. <laughs> you started. It's yours, man. Yeah, go with it. So basically, former EA CEO is calling sixty dollars games a big f you to all consumers. Yeah. Basically, it's all about telephone games. <laughs> no, he's just saying that gamer that the that the industry really needs to start looking at variable pricing as an option to get more people into their game. And while I agree it tends to be helpful to have different price levels to get different stuff, the only problem I have with that is then you're like what what What's keeping you from keeping the full game? You know what I mean? Like what what will define something as a full game at $20 versus a full game at $60? Or what bonuses do you get for buying it at $60 versus buying the game at $20? You know? That makes sense. Or I hope they don't go the like the killer instinct route. I wanna see I wanna see how killer instinct does with this. Because yeah. what they're doing is that whole 
like season of characters or whatever. There'll be season one where they're releasing all the characters that they've shown so far, and then there's gonna be a second season, and you don't and you don't have to buy the entire season. You can just buy the characters you want. But I don't I just and that's kind of variable pricing. I don't know. It's it's a it's a really weird area that really not a lot of people have dipped their toe in. So this is still kind of un uncharted territory. I th- I think the fundamental belief is that, and I mean you have to I, I have to assume that that Rich Tell is not just approaching this from the mindset of looking at you know looking out for the consumer. Um, that you know, from his experience, but, he's also okay. <laughs> from, from the developer. And you have to think that w- when you have a variable pricing scheme, and ob- oddly enough, I think Steam with their assorted sales, um, I think best exemplifies this. Um, when you have a variable pricing scheme, you can find a price point that makes every game enticing to every player. And for some players, that you know, that price point for that game is zero. And you know. You know, for no money, they'll play your game. They'll they'll get involved, and that's all they're ever going to spend. For other players, that price point may well be like one hundred and twenty dollars. That they'll love your game that much that they'll keep throwing money at you, willingly, and not even to keep playing it just because they're enjoying it so much. Yeah, but and, then what do you get at like the zero dollar level versus the hundred and twenty dollar level? You know well, what I mean? Fun- I think that's where I'm seeing like gray area. Well, I think that's again, I think that's really where a lot of the uh, I guess the you know what what makes valid downloadable content you know are you getting are you getting additional Pokemon for that money? I think one of the arguments that Rich Tello makes is he talks a lot about services here, and you know the games that he highlights you know Warcraft, SimCity, GTA, and StarCraft they're all games that have very large online components whether they should ever or shouldn't, but and they're all games that struggled with them when at first launch because there was a lot of demand for those games, which if you can turn around. If you can turn around and say, okay, we had so much demand for our games at the $60 price point that, you know, that it crashed the servers. Fundamentally, maybe they should have sold the launch for those games at a higher price. You know, if, if you know, and, and this is, this is by no means, is this the argument that he's making? Um, but I think it raises the question that if you, if you, you know, it, I think there's, it's sort of like a sweet spot. If you make a chart that says like, okay, this is how many servers we have. So this is how many players we can support. And, you know, this is how much the game, you know, this is how many players we can get selling the game at say $80 or a hundred dollars. There's a point where you can sell the game at the right price and it'd be exorbitantly high if the game's popular enough, but you can sell the game at the right price, uh, that makes you the most revenue without crashing the servers. His argument is more so that, uh, that really that instead of focusing on that $60 price point, they should be focusing more on making sure they can support those backends because you've got games like clash of clans and puzzles and dragons, which have so many players yet. You never hear about their backends falling down or their backends struggling at launch time. Although we're game, I guess my question, my, my counter to that though, is were games like clash of clans and puzzles and dragons, were they popular at launch? Cause it seems to me like they're the ki- They're the type of game, especially these sort of unknown free to play games. They build their base over time. So it's not like, you know, when you've got an established franchise like SimCity or GTA or StarCraft, where you know people are going to be interested and they're going to be interested from day one, you have to be ready for that initial surge. And to a degree, you can only go down from there. 
uh, the, you know, you're going to get the biggest hit on day one, and then it'll 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 settle down. And so, you know, it may not even be worth it for you to prepare for that initial burst. You know, just prepare for what you expected to settle into after a week, and then just endure the stories of you know EA or Activision or Blizzard didn't have enough servers for a few days. And so, it you know, so it, it's in a way, it's a little unfair for him to sort of choose you know those examples and say look mobile mobile games can handle their shit better than console games can or, or in this case pc games can because you know th- they're able to handle the the large loads it's it's unfair to say that when their their build up to those loads is a lot more gradual yeah totally agree <laughs> <laughs> that statement that statement that that's all i gotta say was that statement yeah, I'm not super familiar with the Clash of Clans and Puzzle and Dragons. They have a, a heavy online component to them, or are these games they just download and can play. Because uh, I mean, if they're not, you know, online, sort of like all players playing on their servers at once, then it's the comparison is ridiculous. But uh, I'm just not familiar with the games. Well, even I, I think even for that, even you know, to sort of cr- criticize that, we've still seen. Words with friends. Um, I'm trying to think what other popular online games we've seen uh, on on the uh, on the Android. Draw something was multiplayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so there have been games that have, have required backend infrastructure, but I think the mm-hmm. other the other the other argument though might be too that these games being on a mobile device. You know the graphics are, are the graphics are good, but they're 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 still not quite you know console or PC quality. So exactly how much data are you necessarily transferring even at that point? You know, oh, that God, you need yeah. to support I mean, at the back end. Um, I mean, yeah, this stuff is like I'm looking at Puzzle and Dragons right here. It's it just it bejeweled again. Like this this stuff isn't exactly strenuous. Like this isn't really a fair comparison. It's like. Oh, you know, StarCraft, with you have to have, like, so many servers with all these people running, like, high-end games versus somebody schlepping a couple of colors around. Like, how do we make it more like that? Do we make our new game shittier? Is that is that the game plan? Like, I, I'm, I'm getting really tired of people saying <laughs> we need to be more like phone games. Like, the AAA space is not going to be like phone games. Phone games are very disposable and repetitive i'm seeing a lot of the same games again what i just blinked brought up puzzle and dungeon is bejeweled again like they're they keep wanting triple the triple a space to be like these low-end games that are that are drawing in gamers who aren't typically gamers they're just people who want something to play while they're taking a shit on the toilet like <sighs> drives me nuts no drives me crazy but I, well, I don't think we should necessarily begrudge the mo- the mobile space for, you know, a lack of innovation. For, yeah, I don't have a problem for what they are, but just uh, you can't really compare the two, and you can't really expect people to want to switch over to that bubble. I mean, this is all the same talk we heard with Facebook games, uh, not even a year ago. The Facebook's the wave of the future, but no, it's just where the casuals are going right now. Not to bring us back to our first talk about <laughs> like the hardcore. Uh, see, we could have segued back into that and just never ended the MASHcast. Yeah, just looped it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Telling you, Mikey, no. you can just take that headset off. You can unplug it any time. I could. Choose to be I here. could, but I'm a glutton for punishment. And we're glad you're here, since Jared's been felled by some terrible disease. 
I know I'm only here when I'm needed and I need to replace somebody. I understand. Who the do we need right now? Not the one Gotham needs. Wants. Oh my god. Batman. No. Sorry. No. That makes you feel any no. better. Oh, I just died on the inside. Even more. I thought I was, okay. already, I, thought I was already dead there, but I just died again. As long as the meat's up and running, you're all good. Oh, shit. But, but I don't know. I, I think Rick Tell was talking out of his butt. But just the, the comparison doesn't seem what? fair. I mean, sure, try to turn games into more of a service where you're getting something out of, like, the player spending $60. But, I mean, do things to add more value to the current game you're selling for $60. Don't, don't start taking things out piecemeal and then selling them back and sell the game to me a little cheaper. I mean, some games do that successfully, but uh, the, the core package has a lot of value by itself. Like, they have to be willing to create a game completely just about free that is fantastic on its own that you want to add to. And I don't think companies like EA are prepared to do something like that. To do something like that, what you'd have to do is basically build a game and make it free to play. From there, you would have to then add on shit to make it worth more to buy the additional levels. That's pretty much the only way I could see that working. Yeah, because a lot of this seems to build on goodwill from the people who play it. Like, a lot of the League of Legends gamers love the game, love the people who built it. And I mean... League of Legends devs go out of their way to make these gamers feel valued. So, I mean, you're you're looking at a completely different business model from what EA is probably imagining, which is yeah. they they sold a, we they made this free game and then they sold people all this shit. We need to do that too. We could sell them a game too while we're doing it. Yeah. Well, plus the skins are badass and they're OP. They win you games, you know. I heard skins bring you power. There this is that. The <laughs> There's no, a little slight appeal there. Just, just kidding. They don't, but that'd be cool. No, don't ever fucking do that. I hate buying power. That's the worst thing you can ever do to me. If you make <laughs> a game buy power, like if you can buy power, you've that game is dead to me. Like mm. I don't ever want to fucking see it ever. Mm. Well, yeah, it's infuriating just to yeah. lose somebody who has more money because I mean, shit's infuriating. Oh, I fucking hate power buying. So it pisses me off. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've ragged on Ricatello enough. Fair enough. I just, I just, I just want to point out, I guess, right now the, uh, well, the the original source was uh, from A List Daily, and they just reference him as former CEO of EA and now investor in gaming companies. So I'm not sure what his agenda would be uh, from pointing that out, um, but I also want to point out that his focus on the, his focus on the the sixty dollars is a giant fu to a very very large number of people is a very small part of his greater talk. Um, and so it, it's not, uh, I don't know. I get, I get the feeling that, uh, I get the feeling that the examiner.com sort of may have taken that quote a little, or given it a little more emphasis than, than Richitello did, but, uh, Oh, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how we websites work, ain't it? I mean, it is. We conflate stuff all the time. Yes. Yes. And you know, we make exaggerated claims to get your hits. Mm-hmm. It's all because we love you. Yes. And so next week we have some of the biggest games of the year coming out. Yeah. Do like, we really? No, not really. Yeah. I'm exaggerating to get hits. I was, I was, I was like, Bioshock and Last of Us already <laughs> came out. What's left? Well, actually, we do have, uh, we do have. Battlefield. You say Call of Duty, I'll punch you. 
No, I was, I was going to say Battlefield 4 on uh, on October 29th. I thought you were talking about a big game. Oh, that actually what about, mattered. What about Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag? I I want to I want to point out again. I said big game that actually mattered. The pirate game that they call. I don't. I still don't know how you're going to assassinate. I'm not forgiving them for three. I'm still not forgiving them for three. I'm sorry. There is somewhere seething about three too. I am not forgiving them for Revelations and three yet. Four. I have to see four and not crash at E3 on a next gen console and <laughs> <laughs> and see it running good and not suck balls. Then I will forgive them for Revelations and three. But until then, I'm not impressed. Okay. I don't think that's especially when the game that's... crashes during a demo. That is not good at all. It's a fine sign. One game that I hope doesn't have any crashes in it, we have Sonic Lost World. I heard that that's sucked. Com- that's coming out on yeah. the 29th. Uh, heard we that have sucked. Blood of the Werewolf on the 28th for PC. Oh, did, uh, I, I like that one. That could be a bad curse. So. Did, uh, <laughs> did, did the Telltale game come out already? Uh, yes. Yeah, the... The, uh, the the Fables Among. one. What was it? Uh, yeah. The Wolf Among Us. The, yeah. I don't know if I hate it yet. I'll let you know. I've heard I good things go. about that. Although I get yeah, the I feeling that g- that game may not have an ending. But that well, but that, a, that, that is episode. They said it's episode. So there you go. Yeah. That's we can we can live with that. Let's see, we also uh, have we also have Angry Birds Star Wars for the 360 PS3 Vita. Shut up. And uh, the Wii Wii U. Can we just end the year and go to 2014 already? I just I'm done with this year. We like, kind of we kind of play can. Journey of Roach on November 4th. No, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, I held that back because I still need to play Legend of Zelda: um, A Link Between Worlds. Yeah, so yeah, that's coming out next month. I, I do need that in my life. Other than that, once I get that, we can just end the fucking year and I'll be good. Yeah. But if they screw that up. Someone's getting punched in the face. Some old guy in Nintendo's getting knocked. They the can't screw face. it up. It says, "Don't didn't you see the print on the box? It said Zelda. When it says that, it can't be bad. No matter if it even if it is bad, it will not be bad because even if it's bad, people will say it's good just because of that print on the box." But that statement said Zelda. is silly. But it's that's a silly statement. But it's admittedly, true. I haven't played any I disliked. True. I mean, Phantom Hourglass drove me bananas with that stupid central dungeon. Oh, but you still liked it. I did, and okay, with then. controlling my sword with the stylus was annoying because it didn't work. People, good. St- I I'll argue to this day. I That's pretty. Bad. I guess I do have to agree that if I'm talking about how I enjoyed a game that I can list problems off the top of my head, that's probably a good sign for the series. Yeah, because you actually care enough that there's something bad about it. Typically, if you if you if you're talking about a game that you don't like, you tend not to mention anything except for like maybe one glaring flaw that you just remember about it because you probably much blocked it from your memory because it was that shitty of a game. True that. True that. I'm trying to think of one that I. I was going to say I'm looking at you, and then I was going to name a game, but then <laughs> I can't remember one because I blocked them from my. It's those CDI Zeldas. They were terrible. There we go. There's some bad Zeldas, but... Oh, everyone admits those are bad, though. Those exactly. Are, but they're are, hilarious. 
So there's always that. But they're hilarious when you watch someone else play them. Not when you touch them, exactly. That's not cool. What else is good that's coming out, Nick? Uh, we got WWE 2K14 on October 29th. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oiled up guys pressing up against each other. Yes, invent a wrestler. That's the only reason I play those games. That's always fun. I've never played those games. That's always fun. Yeah. Because you make uh, something look completely disformed and ugly, and then you have it just body slam somebody. Exactly. Yeah. I, I had one where you could completely adjust like the dimensions, so I turned him into like, this 2D hobo, basically. It's fantastic. I didn't even care about the rest of the game at that point. Give me a good character creation system where I can make something stupid, and I'm happy. That's, that's what got you through Saints Row. <laughs> Heard That's, that Saints Row? Yeah, you've seen that terrible slop of shit. Yes, I drove around. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Let's see, <laughs> we all butt still, cheeks flapping still, in the wind. Yeah. I need to still play Saints Row Four. I haven't done that yet. You should. It's very good. It cheaps out in some things, but superpowers are. I'm just not an open world kind of person. Like I just don't get into open world games. Like I just, I just don't like them. Except for Infamous. Like that's one of the few that I actually enjoyed. But I don't know why. Just shooting people with lightning is always a good time. This is true. This is true. Can't deny that. We also have Proteus coming out on the PS3 network and the, the PS Vita network on the 29th. Oh, that's cool. And, and in an impressive uh, – I'm going to say it's coincidence. We have Castlevania Lords of Shadow Mirror of Fate HD coming out on the, P, the PS3 uh, network and uh, the Xbox Live uh, – uh, wasn't no. that a DS game? Yeah, and unless they make it vastly better, it's terrible. Now it's on the consoles, the downloadable, and that comes out. Why would they move a console, a portable? They'd have to revamp that pretty fucking hard. Yeah, well, they did well, make it HD, so they worked. It worked with a uh, Resident Evil Revelation, so I think they're just jumping on that bandwagon. At least hoping it uh, works. Yeah, but, but that uh, was actually Resident a good game. Yeah, exactly. Fear <laughs> of Fate was not. It was terrible, unless you liked hitting the same damn thing over and over again. It's like, oh, good, it's more mermen. They're a different color this time. Let's spin my whip like I'm pirouetting and doing a baton dance here with those little ribbons in the Olympics. And you win, or you don't win. Who knows? It's terrible. Don't play it. My review still stands. I imagine it will still stand. Sounds like something that was on the Wii. <sighs> Do you whip it your hair back and forth with the whip? Like. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I just now have you imagine, imagining you with a whip and you're just like whipping it around and just saying I whip it back and forth. And uh, the images in my head are a scary place to be. <laughs> okay. And uh, on that dark, note, dark places. Yeah, let let's. Nick... Uh, I was gonna say, oh yeah, with all these dark places, let, let's let's uh, let's call it a day now. Yeah, before we end up in someplace more terrible. Let's, so, let's yeah, some, yeah, before before we dig any deeper of a hole. Uh, so this has been Mashcast number one hundred and three. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud.com slash Mash Those Buttons on iTunes. Uh, we're available. We're instantly available and streaming uh, on your iPad, iPhone, and Android on Stitcher Smart Radio. Uh, you can reach us at twitter.com slash MTB site on facebook.com slash mash those buttons and on youtube.com slash mash those buttons. I think Jared mentioned it last week, uh, but we still have the uh, aftermashes for Mega Man. I believe it's three parts. Parts one and two are up now 
uh, done by Joey. Uh, they're pretty good. You should check them out. Um, it's very cool. Mega Man's a good game. We've yeah. been wasting your time with Castlevania Mirror Fate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah let's, let's look back <laughs> yeah, on the good old school game. It's a good game, game until Mighty Number no. 9 comes out. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a, a forward thinking <laughs> game. But uh, yeah, so let's all uh, yeah for uh, let's all go about waiting for Mighty Number no. Nine now. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Nick Zelenkevich. Somebody yep. else say something. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> We're here. Yeah, no. Mikey's over there. Yeah, there's, there's Joel I'm, and Mikey. I'm yeah. still Joel. No, I'm Mikey now. Mikey's Joel. Uh, I, I'm Joel now. Uh, this is getting confusing. Okay, yeah, we'll see everybody next week. Yep. I'm sorry uh, about Montague's Mount. I'm really sorry. Goodbye, and I'm going And I'm going back to my grave. Spooky!